Hello, and welcome to On Walking the Way. Today we continue our series on the Lord's Prayer, Part 4, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. This phrase, more than any other in this prayer, challenges me. It challenges me on a daily basis. And I believe that was the intent of Jesus when he taught us to pray this way. This seems to be one of the crucial elements in this prayer. I say that because immediately following this teaching, in the very next verse, in fact, Jesus expounds on this thought. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So let's go back and look at this petition a bit more carefully. What exactly are we asking God to do in this petition? The first half of this phrase is a pretty straightforward ask for forgiveness. Nothing difficult there. It is the way the second half of this petition is connected to the first half that makes this request challenging. Consider, as we also have forgiven our debtors. In framing this request in this way, the thing we are really asking God for is something pretty shocking. This statement could be rephrased as, O Father, forgive us in the same way that we have forgiven others. We are asking God to treat us the way we treat others. This is a very powerful thought. Is our forgiveness contingent then? Well, to make our forgiveness contingent on the forgiveness of others just feels wrong. I react negatively to this almost by instinct. All the teaching I have received regarding the infinite and unconditional love of God just explodes in my head. Is Jesus making my forgiveness conditional on my actions? Well, before we go on in this important question, uh, we have to make sure we just don't answer, nah. It is extremely dangerous to deal with difficult verses by denial. Jesus said what he said, and we don't get to just dismiss it because it doesn't sit well with our understanding of grace or some such thing. We need to look at what Jesus is saying here and elsewhere and see if we can find a consistent thread in it all. We have to do the hard work of Bible interpretation. To begin, we have numerous examples in the New Testament of Jesus forgiving the sins of people on the spot, just as he found them. They did nothing to be forgiven. Sometimes they did not even ask for forgiveness, as in the story of the paralytic that was lowered down by his friends so Jesus could heal him. So it, it seems clear that our forgiveness comes as a gift from God, paid for by Jesus, who was himself the channel of God's grace to humanity. So with this in mind, how can forgiveness be withheld by the Father? To understand this, we need to consider another story from Matthew. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? 
Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell down on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So this fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused, and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him, and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant, as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. I think this story neatly describes the concept that Jesus put into just a few words in the Lord's Prayer. Freely and generously we have been forgiven, so we must forgive others, freely and generously. If not, we are in danger of forfeiting our own forgiveness. Another point that is made in the story is the magnitude of our forgiveness. Peter asks, should I forgive my brother seven times? Well, <clears throat> seven was not just a number, but was thought of symbolically as completeness or perfect fullness. Jesus takes Peter's seven, multiplies it by ten, and then by seven. In other words, fullness times ten times fullness again, Peter. Or to put it another way, our forgiveness is to have no limits. Then he tells this story to make it even more clear. This servant owed 10,000 talents. It is estimated that it would take a day laborer about 225,000 to 275,000 years to earn that much. In other words, he owed a debt he could not pay in a thousand lifetimes. By comparison, the servant that owed him money only owed him about three months' pay. This is the real story here. Jesus wanted Peter and everyone else that would hear to understand the relative value of God's forgiveness of my sin compared to the trivial debts that others might owe to me. Without this perspective, it would be easy for us to fall into the sin of this ungrateful and selfish servant who was thinking only of the cost to himself. So yes, it seems that there is a consequence for failing to respond properly to the completely unmerited grace of God that has been freely given to us. The proper response to a gift of this magnitude is generosity. The outrageous mercy we have been given from God we are to give to others, 
We did not deserve this generosity any more than that pitifully indebted servant did. So we can in turn give this grace to anyone and everyone that sins against us, no matter how unworthy they are. So how do we forgive those that have truly hurt us today? To be clear, forgiveness does not require forgetting. I seriously doubt that Jesus has forgotten the cross. Forgiveness <clears throat> is marking a debt paid in full. It is releasing someone from what they owe us. We no longer hold this offense over their head. We no longer imagine hurt for them. We bless instead of curse. We can and must love and forgive even our enemies as Jesus commands. Now this is obviously easier to say than to do, but if we commit to forgiveness, we are not on our own. We have the grace of God flowing through us to others. The strength to do this is not ours, but it is the strength of Jesus working through us. It is his ability to forgive that we need to trust in if we are to find the strength to forgive others. We have been given that grace in Jesus. Now it is only right that we share that grace with others. And one last thing as a bonus. As we release others, we set ourselves free from this hurt in the process. Join me in letting the blessing of Jesus flow through us to others this week. We are the body of Christ. Have a great week.